2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast.
3: The running game will be significant for us to improve upon. I think you see as you go throughout this game, especially in the postseason, right? Teams that win games, you got to be able to run the football, right? And sustain it, and we weren't able to accomplish that versus the Ravens, and it showed up. All right, that was D'Amico Ryans acknowledging that the run game needs to improve. Nick Casario was on with John Harris and Mark Vandermeer on Texans radio. The YouTube is up. I believe the interview runs this week, um, but the YouTube is up. Good good conversation with the Texans GM and Vandy and John. And Nick Casario acknowledged as well, got to improve this run game.
0: Yeah, we understand this team's going to be different. The team, the 2023 team, like you kind of put a bow on that. Now it's about the 2000. We have. 35 36 players are going to be free and so there's going to be a lot of new faces a lot of new players on this team but when i, I think when you look around the league I and mean, when you even look at the division games over the past weekend i mean every game was a one score game other than i mean it was 10 10 at halftime in the second half we couldn't really do anything we didn't stop them we didn't get enough first downs and then the game kind of got out of control but i would say when you get to january football your ability to run the football your ability to stop the run your ability to play physical and the takeaways Like those are areas. If you do them well, you're going to have a shot. So, what does that look like in terms of the team composition? That's what the next however many months are for. I think we have a a understanding of the mindset and the mentality that's going to be required to be successful here in our building. And then it's always going to come down to execution. Do you execute? Can you execute your job? The details of your job on a consistent matter on a week to week basis? Yeah. Ultimately, (laughs) that's not going to change.
3: Yeah. That's that. The biggest thing to me with this run game Seth is it um, I mean obviously it's not good um, but also I think it's part of the reason why they played in so many close games like it's not a run game you got to be able to put teams away with your run game
4: yeah when can you like can you run the ball when you need to run the ball yeah Yeah. like uh, like Man, I just I wish I hadn't watched the Bills game right before this because now everything is going back to that. But Pacheco, Pacheco being able to just run the ball out on the Bills finally, yes, at the end there. Can you can you finish a game? Yep, that's a big deal. And yeah, they're they're gonna perpetually still allow teams back into it if you if you can't hold onto the ball. Not to mention, look in the Ravens game man the Ravens don't have an awesome run defense I think it's a little bit overblown in, in terms of it being a weakness of theirs because they they're a bend but don't break defense the Ravens are uh they just they do it so well that it doesn't look Bend but don't break but they're gonna concede a little bit of the rushing yardage um but I think in that game if you're on if on defense the Texans were gonna blitz 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 then you can't let the offense get that many looks at it You know, like if you're just, after a while, they start to get a beat on exactly what you're doing and they have a plan for it as they did. If you could sustain some drives, even if it's not electric or anything, but just sustain some drives and keep the defense off the field, you still have a little bit of that ambush effect on the offense. And they just, they, they couldn't do it. Obviously How 38 38 yards rushing.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was bad. And that's the thing. Like you're, you're right back to square one where you were at the beginning of the year, which is you just can't run the football. Like I, it, it, like to me, the way they ran the ball at, at times down the stretch, you know, running it poorly, it, do, it, it 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 makes those games like where Devin Singletary was getting 120 yards or 150 yards more of an aberration than any sort of indication like, oh yeah, they were starting to get it as the year went on, you know that sort of yeah. thing like like even bad teams are able to run the football at times during the season. like if you were if you were tasked with improving this thing, Seth, improving this run game, heading into the offseason where would your where would your focus be knowing that the Texans are fairly committed to this group on the offensive line yeah, like this is a yeah. tough group to eject from because of the money that's been given to the veteran guys and the draft capital that's been invested in the younger guys and you've got a running back room that you could just hit a red button and explode and start over if you wanted to
4: I think that there's a there're a couple things one the you know Casario, well, no, Slowik talked about, like, look, they've got an offensive line coach who'd never really been in this scheme before. Um, And it was, it was a process getting him up to speed, Chris Strasser. Um, Like, and and that begs the question, like, all right, well, how come he was your offensive line coach if it was going to take a while to get up to speed? Sometimes it's just hard to hire the the perfect guy out there that's steeped in exactly what you do and everything isn't always available or if he is you don't feel like he's a good offensive line coach. Chris Schlosser has a really good reputation. He's done good work in the past, but there was an onboarding process with him. So hopefully that should get better. Um these offensive linemen themselves having a year in the system. Remember it took Kerry Kubiak a few years to really get the run game going. But then beyond that, look, I don't I don't believe in paying Big time money to big time free agent running backs because it almost never works out. It's usually dumb, dumb, dumb money. But I this is where Derrick Henry, man, the dude the, the dude runs outside zone. He's awesome at it. He's the second leading rusher in the NFL this year behind a really bad offensive line. I don't think he's going to get huge money in free agency because he's an aging running back, even though he's been pretty damn durable. I, I would I would take a flyer on him. I would be okay with that. It's you can't. Not if the money is the kind of thing where like, oh yeah, this guy's your linchpin for the next four or five years, but if it's a healthy dose of a couple years where you can get a guy to come in and and give you a, a certain ability to just churn yardage, if you can get the offensive line right, I'd be cool with Derrick Henry.
3: Would you, if the money were in the same neighborhood, would you rather have Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley?
4: If the money were in the same neighborhood, I think I'd rather have Derrick Henry. Really? Yeah. Let me look at uh was was uh did Saquon stay healthy this entire season? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think
3: I mean the Giants were so off the grid this year.
4: Uh The only the thing I don't like about Saquon in general is that it's again, if we're talking about like, hey, can you guarantee me that you're going to get 3 yards? I just he's not that guy. Uh now his ability as a as a pass catcher Goes a long way too. That's why um, I ask. That's yeah, the differentiator yeah. for me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I guess part of it is I'm. I'm kind of burned on them not using Singletary more as a pass catcher this year. Yeah, that like I, I felt like Singletary for the first two thirds of the season just was a not being used enough as a runner, and then B really wasn't being used as much as a uh, as he. Could have as a pass as a receiver. Saquon
3: played 14 games this year. Yeah, he's
4: been been a few years since he missed a big chunk of time. It was that two years ago he just wasn't quite himself, despite he put up 1,300 yards, but he had like that stretch where he was banged up and injured in the middle of the season and and towards the end where the Giants just weren't any good. Mm -hmm. So, one of the weird stories this last offseason was. Like people were just ignoring the fact that the Giants kind of sucked in the second half of last year, yeah, and that like somehow because they had a good overall record, they were gonna be an awesome team this year different not well already, and but...
3: and when even when they were even when they had a good record last year you know they did make the playoffs they finished nine seven and one, I want to say, yeah, something like that um but even when they were getting out to a good start, it was a lot of Fluky things, stuff, you yeah. know, like, oh, you know, they got, they had a late, com- I remember a game against the Titans, they had a late comeback and they went it, for two and they got it and that kind of stuff.
4: It, it was, you know what it was? It was having that surprise performance in the playoffs. I think that skewed people yeah. and they thought like, oh wow, look, they're in the playoffs mm-hmm. and handle- oh wow. Okay. And they won a game. Yeah. They beat, yeah. they beat,
3: uh, they, they beat Kirk, Kirk cousins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah who was, which was just as fluky of a team, two teams that won a bunch of close games going this- against each other.
0: Call from mom. Answer it.
2: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend
4: today. I know for a hundred percent certain this will be my least popular take about wanting Derrick Henry over Saquon Barkley, but I don't give a damn. Give me a full grown man, damn it! This team needs more full grown men, um, like big, big pipe carrying ass kickers that you would want. That's just like that's my. You know what? For anybody they sign on offense anymore right now, until this team shows physicality. I want guys—the classic test of like, who do you want with you in a bar fight? Yeah, I want Derrick Henry. I want Nico Collins. I want CJ because I feel like he might actually be able to, you know, you know, uh, 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 negotiate a peace beforehand (laughs) in case nobody actually wants to fight. (laughs) Uh, But then, uh, yeah, those are like—I need guys like that. I don't need Saquon Barkley. I need Derrick Henry, who's going to come and uh, pull out his brass knuckles and beat you down. Okay.
3: Um. I would like that. I And I think I. if I had to guess, Seth, if I had to bet, this team will have a running back on the roster next year that has been a Pro Bowl caliber running back, like not on a rookie contract anymore. You know, like a, like a Saquon or a Derrick Henry or a Josh Jacobs. Like a, like guys in, I'm not saying it'll be Josh, but like guys of that ilk. Guys, guys that, they will, Seth, here's my thing. They will have one of the running backs that was on that silly Zoom call that they all did last year – complaining yeah. about how they're not getting paid enough and not really coming up with any solutions for it.
4: That <laughs> Austin Eckler organized, they're like,
3: let's all get together on a Zoom call and bitch about our pay with each Don't, other.
4: Basically, you know, yeah, you guys you guys should all get on a Zoom call and bitch about how your parents had you play running back, okay? <laughs> exactly. You you'd should be better be better off safety. being a safety. Yeah. yeah. I just now unless you're if you're 5'8 or something then I get it. Yeah. Uh even then though, yeah, listen, push away from the buffet and be a cornerback, will ya? Yep. All right? I've had enough. I've had enough. It's not it's not our fault that you chose to be a running back. Exactly. Ugh. I um I tweeted yesterday. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you're only making eleven million no dollars a year. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I just uh, Oh, how can I sleep at night?
3: Oh they're doing okay. <laughs> I there's um I tweeted yesterday, uh, I retweeted a, a graphic about Saquon. There was a graphic from PFF for Saquon that had what what could Saquon Barkley's next team be, and the Texans were one of like four teams that were listed. And I just retweeted, said I'd do it, and I with no context, like no, I'd do it for seven million. But I just put I'd do it just to see how people would react. Yeah, I think it was split right down the middle. I like I think there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there that I think got tired of watching. Devin Sing- as as good as Devin Singletary, I think I think we got the best version of Devin Singletary behind that offensive line that you could possibly get. So what I'm about to say is not shade at Devin Singletary, yeah. but I think people got tired of watching Damian Pierce kind of struggle his way through this offense, and Devin Singletary be your bell cow.
4: I just you know what man, the whole thing about Saquon Barkley with me is I. He is what everybody thought Jadevian Clowney was, which is like, all right, man, he's some big flashy plays in college, but not really in the NFL. Whereas with, with Jadevian, I really felt like, I always felt like, man, he's got, he's not, he doesn't have the reputation in the NFL that he should. He's actually plays his ass off when he's out there. And, you know, he's chasing dudes down 30 yards downfield. This perception is not fair. Whereas with Saquon Barkley, it's like like the scouting report on him in college is born out in the NFL where yeah, he has some huge plays, but I also can't trust him always to just churn out yardage when I need him to churn out yardage. Uh but there's a bling appeal to him and I don't like I'm not fooled by the bling. I need barroom brawlers. I need somebody who'll have my back when I talk smack as I am want to do. <laughs> Okay, I need someone to fight my fights for me. So go take care of these Ravens fans <laughs> that are still that. coming after me. Damn Barroom
3: brawlers—that's the theme. That's the theme. Oh, speaking of Clowny, text message. Um, Dalton Schultz. This is true. Dalton Schultz got okay. his ass kicked by Clowny on a few reps. Did Clowney you guys see those? Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, would that you? wasn't a, it. Wasn't a good audition for for Schultz trying to get. Ah, oh, man. I, look there's a handful of tight ends in the NFL who are good blockers. Uh, Dalton Schultz is not one of them. Mm-mm. I saw people saying he doesn't want to block, and they cited those plays as examples. I was like, ah, I'm pretty sure he wanted to block Jadevian. Uh, block it just uh, it wasn't happening. It's kind of like you wanted to date a supermodel. All right? It's just yeah. not, it's not happening. Okay, not you, Sean. Of course you could if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sure. You're, you're right. married to one. Yeah, but sure. if, uh, like, you know, like any random person, Criticizing Schultz for not being able to block uh, on Clowney—that's that, it. Sometimes, you, sometimes the the bear eats you.
3: That's right. That's a good way to put it. Um, text message. Do you have any hope for Kenyon Green? What's the What's the Kenyon Green factor heading into the offseason here? Is he just is Is he found money at this point? If he pans out, Seth, are you planning on Kenyon? Is
4: should Kenyon, that's Green, should is, Kenyon you, Green
3: be part of any plans for this team?
4: That That's a question. Can you move forward just confident that Kenyon Green is going to be your guard? And I say no. Um, I do think that when it comes to allocation of resources, you've got you got a lot of money and draft picks allocated to your offensive line right now. Now, like just because you've spent bad money on something doesn't mean that you should never spend money on it again. But there are other areas of weakness on your team. So there's a certain part of this offensive line where you just got to say, all right, you know what? we got to make do with what we have because we got to spend elsewhere also and get the best out of what we can with a couple of good offensive tackles. I wish to hell that they that, that Laramie would stay on sides because it's a drive killer. You might as well be letting up sacks with each one of those false starts. Um, especially, you know why that is, Sean? Cause mm. he, especially when it's like a, a false start on third and five. You go from third and five to third and ten. Like, oh my God. Okay, I don't want to get off on a rant. Um, you've got a lot of money spent on your tackles. You've got a good... Hefty contract on a right guard who's good enough. That's three good offensive linemen. You can make do with two passable offensive linemen. So you were playing with your fourth option at center for the better part of this season. If it's Juice Scruggs or somebody else, I think you're better off next year. Although I think like Dieter played better than... You're better off with a better center. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, And then you need a left guard. But I don't want to... I'm not going to go out and sign a marquee left guard. I got to get somebody that's just going to... It's going to be passable at left guard. Maybe it's a journeyman veteran that comes in and, and starts. A journeyman that at least like will get beat, but not get beat as fast as Juice Scruggs was this season. Patterson, I think, is a, a potential guy, and then there's Kenyon Green. So I'd say journeyman veteran, Patterson, Kenyon Green, one of those guys wins. They
3: were stumping for a big left guard signing on the, on the drive yesterday.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I was on with them. Yeah. yeah.
3: They ran that by you?
4: Yeah, they did. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. I know,
4: like, I, like, Clint made a really good point, which is like, look, your captain, uh, one of the captains of your team and your best offensive lineman is not a guy that's particularly gritty in the run game. Yep. So, like, Laramie Tunsil's not going to be that guy that establishes it. It's got to be somebody else. Yeah, maybe if they did, if they got some ass-kicking, scary, uh, you know, had to go to reform school type of left guard... <laughs> Like a Jumbo Elliott type of attitude. He was yeah. a tackle, but Jumbo yeah. Elliott was, I think he was once arrested. Wasn't he arrested when he was like kicking know. out a police car I window once I don't or know Jumbo
3: Elliott's police record. I'm not sure.
4: I've got a Jumbo Elliott story. <laughs> I do. So okay. Jumbo, there's a, there was a coach, Pete Mangurian, who was a coach at Cornell for a while, but he had also been in the NFL for a long time. And he was kind of like an old school hard ass. Like, did, there were a lot of people that did not like him, who he coached, and uh there was a one time at the Giants camp, Jumbo Elliott was holding out. Yeah, he was holding out. And uh, this Pete Mangurian is in coaching the offensive line. And these guys hated Pete Mangurian because he was just like, he was like browbeating these guys like they were college kids or something. And they're like, come on, man. This is the NFL. Just leave it alone. So they're all kind of waiting for Jumbo Elliott to show up. Jumbo Elliott shows up to camp, and they're up there at training camp in all, SUNY Albany, right? And uh, they're sitting in those, like, so in the meeting room, they're sitting in those college chairs where it's a desk attached to the chair, you know, with mm-hmm. a little arm on the side. Yeah, yeah. So Mangurian starts, the first meeting that Jumbo Elliott's in there, starts ripping into Jumbo Elliott. And kids, Jumbo Elliott was named Jumbo Elliott because he was a gigantic human being. And this was, I think he may have played, like, in the first half of his career in the st- – before steroids were illegal. I'm not sure. I'm just saying there was a different type of big back then. Jumbo Elliott. I see you staring at the clock shot. Um, Jumbo Elliott stands up, starts walking to the front of the room with his chairs, his desk still attached to his body. <laughs> Cause his legs are too big. So he's walking up like some kind of cyborg, dragging this chair along with his left leg and with his right arm grabs Mangurian, like with, by the, by the sh- lapels with one hand and lifts him up onto the chalkboard. Don't, don't you ever talk to me like that again. <laughs> the right? And then shoved him into the whiteboard and then went back to, went, I almost said went back to his desk, <laughs> carried his desk back to the chosen spot for his desk.
3: Using his hip. He carried yeah, his yeah, desk yeah. back. That's hilarious. All right, Payne and Pendergast. So, we need you. somebody like that. Yes, we need a desk carrying, hip carrying, uh, coach grabbing monster. All right, um, early playoff storylines, including the AFC title game, could look very familiar to Houston Rocket fans. I'll explain next.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,